It's not about being just in the enlightenment. It's about also being in the hardness of life to find the beauty in that as well. So it's both. I was at the extreme before, which was everything was hard. Then I made everything easy. These are just extremes. So the pendulum was swinging back and forth. When the pendulum is swinging like that, it's nuts. It's this middle path, this place where I can hold both. I can hold activity and I can hold stillness at the exact same time. There's freedom in that. I'm Alexa, and you're listening to That Sex Check, a Soulfire production. Sean Roop, a master tantric counselor and founder of Tantra Quest, has been offering classes, events, products, and tantric wisdom-based personal counseling since 2000. He offers ancient teachings in a contemporary way, providing a pathway to a life well-lived. His work can assist you in accessing mysteries not commonly shared in today's society. With expert knowledge and experience in Tantra and Eastern approaches, Sean can help anyone enter into learning the vast system of Tantra with ease. We were introduced to Sean via Kimmy Inch. Jordan and I spent an entire day learning from Sean, and we were absolutely blown away by his approach to teaching something that can sometimes feel a little airy-fairy and esoteric. And um, I knew right away when he started speaking at our workshop that I wanted to have him on the show. And so I hope that you enjoy this journey that I got to go on with Sean. There's practices. There's, you know, we go from everything from the conceptual um, understanding of Tantra to actual practices that you can do today. Um, I had a lot of fun recording the show and I hope that you enjoy listening to it as well. So it's been a minute since we've had anyone on the show to talk specifically about Tantra, the elusive Tantra. I get into conversations, you know, with people in our community and I'm like, you know, what are you, what are you interested in? What are you curious about? And you know what? And a lot, I think that for a lot of people, they aren't really sure what's out there and they know there's this dark edgy kinky stuff or they have heard of this thing, Tantra. And, you know, when they're like, yeah, I think I might want to learn Tantra, but I think that they don't really know what they're talking about that they think that they want to learn. Because in my experience, Tantra is not just some, you know, six or seven hour long sexual escapade. Like, was it Sting? We want you to believe that it is. And, um, you know, my introduction to Tantra is like, this is a way of being and a way of living. And, and it's way, way bigger and way just beyond sex. And what I think people are really craving is more connection, more presence and more depth in their sex. They want more substance to it. They want to feel like they're met body to body, spirit to spirit, breath to breath, heartbeat to heartbeat. And, and they want to feel like, you know, like they're worth being that present with. And so we're going to talk about what Tantra actually is and ways that people can potentially leverage that in their intimacy. And who I'm going to get to talk to today is someone that I was introduced to by the fabulous Kimmy Inch. So y'all listening, you have been introduced to Kimmy over and over again. She is a fan favorite on the show. And she normally, we normally have her on to talk about kinky things, but she has a Tantra mentor who is a Tantra master, and he is who I'm speaking with today. Sean, thank you so much for coming on to the show. I'm really excited to present this convo for our listeners today. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. 
Yeah. So Jordan and I were introduced to you officially when we came to a day-long workshop over at Kimmy's house, and it was all about Tantra. <laughs> and uh, and we thoroughly enjoyed it because we've heard people describe it over the years, and it's felt a little kind of airy-fairy and a little ethereal and kind of hard to really get our sink our teeth in and touch. And um, you just have this way of storytelling that really brought the terms and the concepts down from kind of the ethereal, so to speak, and to us in a way that not only did we remember, but we were talking about it and thinking about it and interacting mm. with the concepts and things that you shared for days, if not weeks afterwards. And so it really had just a, a long lasting effect. And we're so grateful That's that we were introduced to you. Mm. Thank you for that. Tantra is this really mysterious, thick, dynamic system that has so much misconception to it. and. It's one of the hardest things when someone starts to, to explore Tantra, the hardest thing that they're going to experience is what is it? Because it's not, it's not so easy just to pin it down to what it is. So when, when someone cracks open the internet and starts to look at Tantra, it gets real messy real fast. So in simple terms, can you help make it real for the listeners? What are they, what are we actually talking about? And those that are interested in it, what do you think they're actually interested in? Well, I, I think personally for myself, when I, when I worked with people for the last 22 years, 23 years now, uh, the last 23 years of supporting people and in, in exploring Tantra, what I find is that there's inside of a person, there's something that wants to understand more about it. And they don't know exactly how to pin it down again with that, that thing I'm saying. They don't know the words to say for it. So then what they do is they're like, they hear the word Tantra and they're like, hmm, okay, what is that? And so what I say to them is, the word itself, Tantra, means to weave or loom, okay? So it means to bring things together. You break it down, Tantra, it means to extend within. So two words, Tantra, it means to go inside. But when you use when you put them together, it means to pull it together. So there's a, actually a, already a roadmap for what Tantra is. It's a, it's a journey of knowing yourself and then learning how to pull all these things in life together in a really interesting and dynamic way for living well. That's the idea. It's the science of taboo and unknowing that are merged together. And it just offers people this chance to, to live on their terms. And when I say taboo, I know that that comes forth with a lot of kink and eroticism to it, but the taboo comes on so many levels. Basically, it means doing things that are not the natural or the, or the norm. And so for years and or you know, thousands of years, people have been experiencing this particular wisdom as kind of a rebellious path. I, like I think that's why people are interested, honestly. <laughs> a rebellious path. Yes, please. Mm. Sign me up. Where do I fuck the system? You know? Right, exactly. That's exactly what's about. It's fucking the system. Yeah, great. Right, and fucking the system of my own belief systems. Mm -hmm. Fucking the system of the have tos and the patterns. Not to mention the man or or the, the machine. You know that that mm -hmm. whole bigger thing that kind of that guides people along. So I'll say that throughout time, royals and those who are in power have hated tantra. Yeah. Well, I'm into it, so we're going to talk about it. So you said you've been <laughs> teaching this over 20 years. Is that right? 23 years now. Yeah. And I know that it's going to be hard to bring that into summation, but sure. I would love kind of the cliff notes and the highlights of what even led you to devoting your life to this. Yeah. Super simple. <laughs> I was tricked into it. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I was interested in having, uh, I had heard Tantra 
around that that sting concept of eight hour sex and i was i was very interested in that especially as a man i I wanted to have eight hour sex that sounds amazing let's do that and so as i started to explore it it looked pretty much like a kink like a new age kink that's what it looked like it presented as okay well that's interesting let's let's do the sacred sex thing then I'll move from that direction. And that's what it, that's where I started. But what I found very quickly is there was a relationship in my life that I I had not attended to at all. And that was a relationship with myself. And Tantra really didn't allow me to not have that, to not explore that. So for 30 days after I, I first learned Tantra, I just basically focused on having a relationship with myself. I was in relationship with someone at the time, but I really focused on having a relationship with myself. And unfortunately, that person didn't even know what I was doing. It's kind of sad. She didn't, she was very focused on her own things. But I really found a lot of me that I was suppressing or holding back. And then when I started to share that with her, it got really uncomfortable because things got intimate really fast. And so that was the beginning of the end of that relationship because I realized that I really wanted depth and connection. And I realized that what she really wanted was safety and security. And I just stepped onto a path that doesn't really provide that really great because I was, I wanted to go to the unknown and I wanted to go with her, by the way. And she was wanting to go the opposite direction. And that was, that's okay. I mean, it was just what she needed to do. And so I just never stopped and I just kept going. And I had a teacher who was really clear that this is something that I should be doing. And I was rejecting her, her notion of what I think she saw right away. And then one day she was teaching a class and I happened to be a master practitioner in NLP. And she decided to say, Hey, can you teach a little NLP in my Tantra class? And I said, yeah, I could, I can do that. And it was a seven day class and she didn't let me off the stage the whole time. And she reminded me of what I couldn't remember, which was how deeply Tantra was living in me. And this is also what I find with a lot of people. There's something inside of them and it wants to get out. And then Tantra kind of is like keys that open the door to this remembering. So less the the path of learning, more about the path of remembering, coming back to ourselves. Yeah. And that can be, I think, so scary for so many people, you know, because like, like I was saying in the beginning, people, what I think that they're looking for, what they're craving is more depth. Right. And what you just said is that intimacy, but what comes with intimacy is vulnerability, is diving into the unknown. And that's fucking scary. Totally you know, and, but people don't realize it. It's like, oh, I want it. Oh, but I don't want it like that. <laughs> right. You right. know, and, and it's hard to go deep if you're only, if you're only like willing to scratch the surface, you yes. know, like you have to yeah. be willing to, to open up and to look at yourself in a way that maybe you've never looked at yourself before. And then also, you know, if you're working with a partner, if you're wanting to be this, this way with a partner, then being open to them seeing you, you know, and then that's a whole other level of vulnerability. So it gets very, very human, very quick. Yeah. And I think that a modern adults do a really good job of hiding and masking a lot of the things that are going on. And unfortunately that causes a lot of mental health issues. It causes a lot of uh, like physical health issues. It delays healthy eroticism. It completely pushes away spirituality. And so all these things, when they, when, when they're allowed to come back together, something really cool occurs. And that's you showing up as a person on the planet that gets to live on your, on your path. I, I, I just don't know if there's any greater gift to, to have. It's simple and it's cheap. It really is. It doesn't mean that it's something that people 
pursue very often. And that's a bummer. Who do you think are the people who were really meant for Tantra to like explore that path? Is it, you know, would you, would you recommend it for everyone or is it a certain kind of person? No, I wouldn't recommend it for everyone. Although, you know, it's open to everyone, but I also know it's not for everyone because they might need other things before Tantra becomes something that's comfortable to approach. Just like you were saying, I mean, you, you said it very well. Those are a lot of the reasons to stop, but look, here's probably the most complicated part is that Tantra is more of a matriarchal system. It has more feminine flavor to it. Okay. So what I mean by that is that it just has, okay, this is the best way to explain it. We've been taught basically in our culture, blood, sweat, and tears is the way to success. Work hard, roll up your sleeves, grind it out, and then you'll find success. And I don't disagree with that, that there's a model there that's possible. But in Tantra, what it's expressing is with grace, ease, and elegance, all of the gifts that you want in life will be available to you with grace, ease, and elegance. That means just doing it smarter. That's hacking things. It means using magic and using your sex and finding all kinds of uh, resourcefulness without having to like really invent it for yourself. And so together, I think that if you put those two things together, there's a balance that occurs. I don't know if everyone's ready for that. <laughs> I think there's still a lot of people like it's, if it's not really hard, it doesn't have a lot of value. So Tantra is so, so it's passive in a certain sense, but it's a passive in a very smiley, available, royal way. It's like very royal. It's like, ugh, you know, I'm just going to sit on my throne and things are going to come to me. And so that is a concept that I've, that it's been hard for me as, a, as someone who shares this to watch people reject that. It's too easy. That's what's said to me. It's too simple. Yeah. And, and I mean, I can imagine, right. I grew up single military mom that had to yeah. keep her shit together, that yeah. had to provide for her family. And, and so it was very much a, a doing, you know, she's retired right. now. And right. so like, it was all work for eventually retirement. And it was, it was grinded out for sure. And so, you know, when I hear the, like, it's coming to you and I think of all of the like tantricas I've seen on the internet and I'm like, what are you actually doing over there? You know, like, are you doing your taxes? Like what's, there's shit in life that is not fun. That's not easy. So what are you, what are you doing? Like, what does this look like in practicality? That's That's so great. I love that you're saying that because it's true. And I'll say something that that's pretty transparent. So what you just said, I was the internet tantri. I got super passive and super sedative. I mean, I just, I just sedated myself in a way with, with meditation and happy thoughts and all this kind of stuff. And if you looked at my phone, my friends were full of women, whether they were mostly, it was just acquaintances that I had, but it was mostly, I had no men friends and I didn't do anything that used to be because I also was in the military and I also have a black belt and I was a marksman and all these things. And I just stopped. I played hockey. I just stopped doing all that. And I just became this really soft new age dude. <laughs> and then something happened. I had some health issues. And what they found was my estrogen was off the charts. And it was because this is crazy. My iron wasn't, wasn't basically processing well in my body and it created rust. And I actually, and so the body will actually support you by putting glom onto that rust. It'll produce estrogen so that my body doesn't over rust. This is crazy to me to think this. There's rust in my body. Like, yeah, it was really simple. I had to just go, I just had to go donate blood and then just start my blood system all over again. And the next thing I was told is you have to get your body moving. 
like this, this is something you're, you're too, you're, you're meditating too far. I used to be able to meditate for, for eight hours without even thinking twice. It was super easy. Sitting still for eight hours. No problem. Everybody nope. who's heard, like so many people who heard yeah. that just now and like squirmed in their chair. I know, like, right? It what? Was no 10 pain. minutes tops. There was nothing, nothing. <laughs> the mind was fine. Everything was like, I would just sit, I would just, I would just mellow out and be mm -hmm. in this really great state. But what I found was that there's a thing called life, which I forgot about. <laughs> and to be part of it means to include all those things. And that's a very tantric concept. It's not about being just in the, in the enlightenment. It's about also being in the hardness of life to find the beauty in that as well. So it's both. But I also, I was at the extreme before, which was everything was hard. Mm -hmm. Then I made everything easy. These are just extremes. So the pendulum was swinging back and forth. That's craziness. When the pendulum is swinging like that, it's nuts. It's this middle path, this place where I can hold both. I can hold activity and I can hold stillness at the exact same time. There's freedom in that. And by the way, that really helped me become, that was my path to sexual mastery, by the way, was to have that right there. There's mm -hmm. a place for stillness and there's a place for activity. And when I'm not needing to be one or the other, but I can merge those together, there's all this color that comes from my sexuality when I'm in that state. Okay, I got like three questions. Great. <laughs> well, I was originally going to ask you about the role pleasure plays in all of this. Yeah. Because that was one of the things that was, that really stuck with me whenever Jordan and I were hanging out with you for that day was that if you were to let pleasure lead right. in a sense. And so I was working yeah. my way there, but then you said sexual mastery and I, in my, my show was called that sex chick. So, <laughs> so I want to double click on that and maybe me, <laughs> you know, like, how do you, how do you get there? Because while I want to introduce the concept of Tantra as being much bigger and broader and more of a lifestyle or a way of being or a way of living versus yeah. a way to do sex, I do want to get into how does this play a role into people's sexuality and then also their, their general enlightenment or their path in a sense yeah. to enlightenment. Sure. So here's, here's the thing that around tantric sexuality that's misunderstood. If one wants to really understand tantric sexuality, it requires a complete redefinition to sex. If you want to understand what tantra is talking about, then there has to be a complete reset around sexuality in one's brain. So pleasure has to be broadened, has to be broadened. So there's so much more there than that's offered. And so if I just have one or two or three ideas of what pleasure is, and I'm just shooting for that, I'm going to get really pigeonholed and I'm going to find success or I'm going to find failure, but there's not a lot of in between. And so to understand tantric sexuality, it's, it's just this whole broadening to the concept. So when, when I say tantric sex, what I mean is that every single sex act has the opportunity to receive the drippings of the universe and the answer to the questions you don't even know you are asking. Do you understand how that's very different than having an orgasm? Like just, just shooting for an orgasm. By the way, orgasms are there. They're completely welcomed while I'm accessing myself at a deeper level. This is a spiritual thing. It's a, it's a knowing thing. It's, it's again, it's putting together the puzzle pieces of life. That's what sexuality can do for people. And I don't know if they're accessing that. And what a bummer, because we're all sitting on these really amazing gifts that allow us to live easier. Instead, we're just, we're, we're experiencing depth and love and orgasm and pleasure. And those are all really important things. But in tantrically speaking, that's all kind of like, that's residual. That's just like gravy. 
So how about that sexual mastery part? Okay, great. (laughs) So sexual mastery is the ability to attune to an experience in a way that allows you to find the more. And what I mean by that is that through the experience of one's sex, they are staying in a very wonder, like a, a wonderment in their experience instead of like fantasy or purpose in sex. Instead, it's to stay really open to all the things that are possible. The definition of mastery is innocence and wisdom. Innocence and wisdom in equal parts creates mastery. So I think that again, in the West, mastery is 10,000 hours of doing the same thing over and over again to reach a certain level of skill. In Tantra, it's saying you'll never reach some sort of mastery level. It's a thing you explore every day. And in that act, something something magical is occurring. And that's the mastery of something. And, beautiful. Um, yeah, I think so too. But that's very Eastern. You see what I'm saying? That's like a very yeah. Eastern concept. And it's very martial arts and Zen, sure, and sure. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I uh, I used to be an art dealer back in the day, previous yes. life. And one of the, I'm going to paraphrase a Picasso quote that was something to the effect of at 14, I could paint like Raphael, but I spend my lifetime learning to paint like a child. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's such an important concept right there to those who really are breaking into the rebellious states. Yeah. So it's not, so Tantra is not so much a something that's like technical it's more of a guide to like passion and playfulness and really being able to explore energy in a different way so again there's some tantra teachers that are that are really sharing techniques like you do this you do this you get this result you do this you do this you'll have that experience okay but what i find is a lot of people will not get that experience because it's kind of esoteric or it's a bit like <laughs> new agey. And so then all the things feel like they're failing. So then their ego and their self-esteem gets all jacked up and they just reject Tantra because it seems so hard. It seems so impossible. So that feminine nature comes back and says, no, 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 there's no goals. There's no have tos. You're just exploring. That's all this is. It's just a big fat exploration. So enjoy the hell out of this thing. Like get in it and enjoy it. And if you're not enjoying it, recognize what you don't enjoy and stop that get back to what you enjoy it's so the marching orders are so basic but again what i was sharing earlier is it's too simple for many people okay so i think we've got a decent amount of the conceptual yeah. down yeah. and i know that you did just reference that like some of the tantra teachers are like the a leads to yeah. b leads to c kind of thing but i do I would like to hear your perspective on the practicality, you know? So if somebody is hearing this and listening to this and I'm like, okay, I'm getting it. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down with regards to this Tantra thing. What does it actually look like? So I would rather, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some things, okay? I promise. But I don't want to walk away without offering this. This is super, super sweet that I'm about to offer this too, because it took me so long for someone to teach me this. Whenever your mind hears, how do I blank? I would love... I would love for another part of you to change that question, to reframe it to what's in the way. What's in the way? What's in the way from you having great sex? What's in the way of you having the ultimate orgasm? What's in the way of you exploring the mysteries of the universe? What's in the way? Because I could give you all the techniques in the world. And if it works, great. Sean did something awesome. But if it doesn't work, it's like, well, okay, Sean didn't give me something I needed. And they'll move along until the next thing. We have the answers, which is there's something in the way. 
What is in the way? What's causing my own system, my belief systems, my mind, my activity, my own ego, keep me from moving into some really amazing things that are in front of me, okay? So exercises, if you can offer yourself that reframe and take on an exercise at the same time, it can actually go somewhere. The technique itself isn't the answer. I know I'm prefacing this stuff, but this is like this is like higher level things that I think is important for everyone to know because it's really not all that high of a thing. The technique isn't the answer. It's what happens after the technique is the answer. How you feel, how you digest, how it lays on you. That's where the gift of these deeper techniques of Tantra really goes somewhere. So if you pick up a Tantric book, a lot of teachers aren't going to tell you this. The technique isn't the answer. It's what happens after you've done the practice. That's where the answer is at. So I know it's kind of deep, but <laughs> <laughs> so well, let me ask you a question. As you've come to hear and understand and kind of explore Tantra, what is something that's been interesting or has piqued your interest? If you can think of anything, and it could be simple too. It doesn't have to be something really sure. super complicated. Sure. I love the, um, the pleasure stacking. Okay. So that was something that, that we went into okay. in your workshop too. And I'd heard it before and, and I started doing this in my life and then just, and also with clients, like getting ready to get on yeah. a call or even getting ready to get on a podcast where I asked myself, how do I, how do I make this? Essentially, I heard it first from Davey Ward Erickson, which I'm not sure if you know who she is, Tantra teacher, yeah. uh, but it was up make it Canada. a 10. Yeah. yeah. Up in Canada. It was what, what can I do that will make this a 10, Yeah, like a 10 experience. And so like, I'll go get ready for a client session or something and I'll light a candle and then I'll have like a little piece of chocolate or I'll do all these different things that help to make that thing more pleasurable. And so like, I might not necessarily want to go on that client call or I might not be feeling super great, but I'm going to do things that help me feel better mm -hmm. and feel really good and experience pleasure in the process. And so that's been something that I've just been really curious about how to, how to just keep going and remember that whenever I, I live and be in the world. Right. Okay, great. So let's let's take let's let's take that idea, which is that there's pleasure that is at small levels, and then there's there's ways to expand that very very quickly by adding a few more elements to it. So in other words, you're not just sitting with one thing. Our favorite place to shop for crystal, glass, and metal toys is Yoni Pleasure Palace. Sacred squirters, cervix serpents, Yoni eggs prostate massagers, anal plugs and beaded wands, G-spot massagers, and something Jordan and I use all the time and even travel with are plush, velvety, waterproof blanket. Every product feels so special when it comes from YPP. It's probably because of the care that is taken not only in the development of the toy, but in the packing and delivering of the toy. When you collect, because it's definitely a collection of sexy works of art, when you collect a new item, it comes with not only information on how to use it, but to also respect and revere it, along with cultivating respect and reverence for your own body and your own sexuality. I can't sing YPP's praises enough to add to your collection. Visit yonipleasurepalace.com and make sure to use the code that sex chick, all one word, at checkout for 15% off your order. And pretty please, if you share your items on social media, tag me. I'd love to see what you choose and celebrate you. All right. So we'll do a, a quick exercise here. Is that all right? Great. Great. 
So what I'm going to have you do is I'm just going to have you just put your hands in front of everyone. Just, just put your hands in front of you and put your palms together almost like in prayer mode. Okay. And then all I want you to do is just to move up and down the hands. So they're, they're staying together. Palms are staying together, but you're just sliding your hands back and forth, up and down. Okay. Okay. So this is level one. And you could do, this is a really easy meditation, by the way. This is an active meditation. You can just do this and close your eyes and you can just kind of do this. And you're going to find a, like a lullaby almost. It's a lullaby touch. There's a, there's a simpleness to it. Okay. Okay. So we're going to stop that. And just, I just want you to sense your hands. Just sense like what it feels like in your hands and what it feels like as it kind of moves through your body a little bit. Do you notice anything, by the way? There's, there's like a calmness. It's almost like relaxing the nervous system a little bit. There wasn't much to do. It was just that. Okay. So now, so we're going to do, we're going to do it again. But now what we're going to do is after just a few more moments, now what I'd like you to do is to take your hands and to just brush across your arms. After doing that, then you're just going to brush across your arms. And for a lot of people, you might get the chicken skin. You might feel more like a sensation or titillation from that. Okay. And then to come right back into prayer mode. And pause for a second while holding your hands together in prayer mode. You might feel your arms a little bit more, like you have more access. Yeah, just, you just expanded yourself a little bit more. So we're going to do that. But now we're going to do the hand rolling or this, this like sliding with our palms. We're going to do it faster this time. Okay, so we're doing that. Now you might notice that energy is moving a little bit bigger in your body. If you do this, more sensation in your body. When I say, when I mean energy, it's some more sensation. And then a little bit faster until you feel some heat. And now put that on your face and go down across your body, across your chest and your breasts and go all the way down your torso. Just downward again from your face, push it all the way down the torso, across your nipples, across your, your, your belly, down your genitals. Okay, come back into prayer mode for a second and just notice what your body's doing. You notice anything more there? Yeah. So we're just waking things up, but we're doing it in the stacking motion. We did this before. Now we do this same idea, but we're just adding more to it, which is more tempo. Okay. And instead of just kind of gently going across our arms, that would be another level. Now we're going to do more. We're going to go across our bodies. You might notice your nipples are a little bit harder. You might notice your body's a little more active. So people experience this stuff pretty quick. So when you increase pace, when you increase tempo when you increase energy all of a sudden it starts to expand the experience so if i go to touch my lover and i'm just kind of like gently going caressing across that's a level that's totally appropriate right but the next the next step to that is what would happen if if i just paused and really put a lot of pressure on someone instead of just touching very softly or very gently held just held like this and then slid that hand with that same level of an touch all the way down to their heart, what would happen then? So what I'm saying is that you're taking very basic things that you might be doing, but you're putting more consciousness in what can you do with that? And you're doing the same thing you might already do, but you're just changing the quality of it. So one of the best things that a person can do is take the back of their hand, the nails, the back of their nails. So they're scratching, which will leave a mark if you do that, because you can, you can get a lot of stuff in there. But if you go on the back, it doesn't leave marks but you can still get the intensity of the nails. So you can go across someone's body with the back of your nails without owing them because it's not going to hook. We're not going to hook anyone with it. 
So all of a sudden, when that happens, there's a lot more experience happening. You just really increase the experience of that. If you do that too fast, a person may not be ready for that. They might not be available to that. So when it comes to pleasure, what I find is there has to be kind of like an opening to the system so that that pleasure can be received. And as a woman, I'm sure that you've had someone go down on you and go right to your clit and kind of hold it with their, their tongue and lips. It's too much, too fast. There's no place to receive that. It doesn't mean it doesn't feel good. It's just too much. It's like tickly. It's too much. Like, get away, get away. It's too much, too much, too much. Because there hasn't been a warming of your nervous system to receive that. So when it comes to pleasure, what I keep finding is the answer to a lot of this stuff, to really stacking pleasure is getting the nervous system available for it. Now, I may want to hack it because I want pleasure. So I'll say in my brain, I want a lot of pleasure right here, right now. And I'm not saying that that's wrong. The question is, is the nervous system available to receive that pleasure? So awareness starts to activate to go, oh, oh yeah, I have this nervous system that receives the sensation of things. So I need to activate that. I think women know this inherently and men are, are less available to that. So I think that this is a really simple thing to help. If you want to experience a lot of pleasure, just warm the system up to receive that. Because maybe I have work on me. Maybe I have the kids on me. Maybe I have food issues on me. Maybe I have money issues on me. The nervous system's all shut down and trying to figure out how to deal with all that stuff. So if I want pleasure, I need to open up the pleasure systems more. So you said something so incredible. I'm about to do that call, but I really don't want to. Nervous systems are already fired. So I understand all those little rituals like lighting a candle, getting yourself ready for some, you know, some nice things, comfortable things will open that system up more. But you really want to take that to a whole nother level. Being aware of your nervous system is the first entryway to all pleasure is the nervous system. So being kind to the nervous system can be, whew, that's where a person can take the tsunami of, of pleasure that's available to us with mastery. Yeah. I love this. Okay. So, so listeners, we did this whole little exercise and we just recently started putting, I'm not sure if y'all know this, but we just started putting the full length podcast recording the video onto our YouTube channel, sexandlove.co. So if you want to actually see what Sean was doing and what I was doing, then here's an invitation to go re-listen slash re-watch and maybe maybe incorporate that into a, a self-practice before bringing it into maybe a partner practice and just see how that feels for you. And this is a really, I really love that the conversation then shifted over to the nervous system um, because that's what I experience with so many people. They want, they want, they want, they want. And in a lot of ways, their nervous system is essentially not really ready for the things that right. they want. Right. And when they're like, how do I, which I like the reframe, what's in the way, but the, the, how, how do I have like really expansive, awesome sex? You know, I, I, I have clients that I'm working with that experiencing numbness, Yes, you know, like numbness yes. in the vagina, numbness in the cervical area, just like general, you know, like can experience clitoral orgasm. Like if I'm going to use the, that terminology, but like can experience it through friction-based stimulation and that kind of thing, but have a really hard time, like feeling the rest of what is possible and feeling in their body. And up to this point, you know, the, the main thing that I, I have for them is to slow everything way down Ooh. and to slow down, like the way the touch is being received and her and their breathing and, and just, just all of it. And so I'm, I'm curious, you know, if someone was to come to you and say, you know, like they're experiencing those mm -hmm. things, what would you share with them? Yeah. And it's, unfortunately, it's, uh, there's a lot of people, it's a lot of people. 
And so for me, the first thing is to help them accept why that's going on. Instead of it being the enemy, it's actually mm -hmm. doing something really, really important. So I want to help unwind that a bit more. That's the first thing I would do is help them understand the purpose and the support their body's offering them by being numb. It's even though it's a very uncomfortable and very unwanted thing, there's something happening there. So then the next part of once there's a place of like, okay, can we just see how that's supportive? Why one person's numb? Then it's about going, okay, gently, we're going to start introducing places where more movement can occur within a person's body. So I use the word energy, but really what we're talking about is producing sensation. Okay. So one of my favorite exercises for this, especially for someone who's in that, that kind of like, like withhold or, or like shutdown, this is a really big one. So a lot of people talk about because they've gone to yoga classes, they understand things is that uh, when it comes to energy or the chakras, and I won't use that word a lot, but this seven energy centers in the body is that energy rises from the base, which is, the, which is basically the, the anus, and it moves all the way up to the top of the head, to the crown. So between those two places, there's all these energy centers, seven of them actually, and that there's energy moves through the body. Okay, very new aging. Each one of those energy centers are managers for life. Okay, each one of those energy centers dictate a specific aspects of life. All right, so that's a good way to understand what's in the way, number one. Number two is that going up is the masculine path. The feminine path starts at the top and goes down. This is also really important. So a lot of times if someone's in sexual shutdown, it's usually because something up above the sexual center is jacked up. So we want to open those systems up. We want to open those energy systems up. And one of the greatest ways to do that, because if you think about the anatomy of a woman, the breast line swoops, like the breast swoop. They kind of like they have a teardrop to them. And so they're pulling energy from the top and then it swoops right out their, their tits like lasers, like doo, 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 doo. <laughs> it shoots it right into the world. Unfortunately, <laughs> what's happening is they're not receiving. They're not receiving the gifts of them for themselves. They're giving and nurturing to the world through their breast line. It swoops like ramps right out. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I mean, that's from the heart space, right? Totally. It's the heart. Well, from up to the heart yeah, and it's so out. So I'm taking source or cosmic or God, whatever you want to call it. I'm pulling things down to earth, but it's a form of nurturing in this configuration, but it swoops right out the breast line. And so in other words, it's not nurturing the person who's pulling it down. They're giving it to the world. And that's overgiving, by the way. That's nurturing, overgiving, which by the way, are great things. And you don't have to stop doing that. But there's a process of taking some of that for yourself, being a bit selfish and like grabbing some of this really vital, resourceful energy to stop the numbness. Because it's actually, it's a drought going on. It's a drought of energetics that are happening. So this exercise is really spectacular for this. So what the person's going to do is they're going to take their, their hands and they're going to put their palms on their breasts and their nipples are going to be connected to their palms. And what they're going to do is they're going to make circles inward. So the both hands are going to circle the chest inward towards the center of your, of your chest. So you take a big deep breath in, hold it, and make these circles across your body while your hands are circling around your breasts. Palms are actually going around the nipples while you're holding your breath. When you have to take an exhale, you let the hands drop and make some sound on the down. 
So your hands have just activated your breast line. And now you're going to take your hands and go downward across your torso to your genitals while you exhale. And you just go down. And what happens is you open up the heart channel and then you give it to your belly and you give it to your genitals. And this starts a reminder that your energy doesn't always have to go out all the time. It can go down too. And you start feeding yourself self-love. That's what it is. That actually starts to activate people's pleasure centers. It's wackadoodle. <laughs> so, it's bananas. So I've seen people who've been diagnosed by doctors. Sorry, you're dry. It's menopause. It's just not going to, it's not, you know, you're going to have to use lubrication or some medications and all this kind of, and people are just so discouraged, so upset around this. And really what I've found is people are coming into their forties and fifties and they're fucking done giving, just fucking tired, tired of continuing to give to the world and not getting anything in return. So they shut down. It's a protection. So what do they do? They long, they want, they judge themselves and it gets worse and worse and worse. Mm. And so this doesn't have to be the way. This just doesn't have to be the way. Mm. <laughs> and it's great for my brothers to understand this. And it's so great for my sisters to get this because there's just a whole nother attitude to take towards aging and understanding of one's own energetic nature. When we're young, we can give all we want because this is flowing freely. As we get older, what happens is a lot of history and a lot more discernment comes in and people don't want to give as freely. And unfortunately, that does include sexuality. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think people have choices. Yes. You know, and in the States, and I learned this living and, and traveling abroad for many years and so I, I lived and worked on cruise ships for almost six years and, wow. and What'd you do? I was an art director. That's oh, where that's I sold great. art. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and I loved it. It yeah. feels like a whole lifetime ago and all through my twenties, I joined ships when I was 22 and I left when I was, wow. I think 28. Um, and so, so I grew up there basically. And what I learned uh, just in the being a, a crew member and the medical station, you know, like the medical facility and all that would typically be run by say somebody who is a doctor from South Africa or a doctor from maybe Australia or the UK or India or somewhere else, not US. And something that was reflected quite a bit was that the majority of the passengers would be American more often than not. And that they were kind of caught off guard like I had heard a version of the story multiple times that when it would come to yes. the Americans, like they would come in with something, some issue, and then would throw a fit if they weren't given a prescription. Yes. Yes. And, and yes. they, they basically just learned. And then, and then if they didn't give them something, then they would get a negative remark on, you know, like their comment card or their whatever. And those things matter, you know, your placement on ships matter. And right. I mean, you see this at large with, the way doctors and the medical system works in the U.S. now with our pharmaceutical commercials and incentive doctors being incentivized with, you know, the farm, pharma and whatever. So beyond that is that on the ships, what I learned was that they just started handing everybody a Z-pack, wow. <laughs> you know, like they'd come in wow. and I'd be like, here you go, because they're like, this pill basically does nothing. And so at least I'm giving them something that they can calm down, they can have the thing and they can feel like it's doing something and that pill doesn't really do anything. You know, it's just kind of like, wow. here, just have this. And 
that really stood out to me because to them, wow. more often than not, they would want to say, you're going to be fine. Just go get in the sun, go drink some water, just let it pass. You know, like to them, a lot of times it's like, I wouldn't give you anything because in, I would think that in some regards, it's like, if I give you something, it's actually worse, you know, because right. you're putting a foreign thing inside of your body. But right. so many people look at if something is in quotes wrong, then I need a professional that's beyond me that doesn't know what I'm actually experiencing inside of my body, that is not me, to tell me what is wrong with me and give me the solution for it. And so then there's this option of sorts where it's like, I can choose to just completely pass responsibility for my discomfort and my disconnection and my longing and my wanting and all that and just pass it on to outside authorities of sorts to just give me the magic pill or give me the whatever the thing is. Or I can choose to potentially open up to things that are beyond my understanding, beyond my level of consciousness, beyond, you know, that are this new agey kind of thing, you know, like, so you're sitting here and you're like, oh, I'm going to have you rub on your breasts and put your palms on your nipples and then push the inner, you know, or like, like move the yeah. energy down and put it on your genitals. And I imagine there's so many people that might listen to this and be like, what kind yeah. of weird shit is this? Right. But to me, look you're at right. this, look at this at large, like yeah. zoom out. What's What's actually fucked up? Because you can yeah. maybe try this, like you use the term wackadoodle. You could use this practice that has a long history for a variety of reasons of why this would be leveraged and used before ever going to a doctor, like something's wrong, but this would be used in order for someone to come, you know, into themselves and for whatever the reasons. It's like at some point, to me, to me in my own life, where I'm like, something's got to give. Like I one of the things that I'm most proud of about myself and I would say the the community that I've cultivated is our willingness to change our mind. Like I love having people I like like-hearted versus like-minded, though I do have a lot of like-minded people in my space, but we have a deep like commitment to, I have, a, I have a willingness to change my mind and I have a willingness to try things. I will not try things that have tomatoes and onions in them, but <laughs> other things, you know, like if it's a weird, a weird practice. <laughs> You know? No nightshades for you. <laughs> no nightshades for me. Um, and but I, but I will try the weird of sorts or the alternative of sorts to see for myself, so that I'm at least making the choice, an empowered, intentional choice, for you know how I choose to heal and how I choose to come into myself and experience the world and all of that. And so I just like, I went on a little rant there for a second, but this is just so important to me because so many people could listen to this and be like, oh, it's not for me. And they're turning, essentially, just turning away from something that could completely and totally transform, you know, their experience of, of life. And, uh, and that's sad. I've experienced that if someone's listening to this right now, it's because something else is happening. There's a, there's a conspiracy occurring. There's a cosmic conspiracy at hand. No longer fight this. Because I sit in my house in San Diego, California, and people come knock on my door and walk through my door who found me on the internet and trust me to explore some of the most intimate, vulnerable details and experiences of life. I no longer can actually figure out how this is happening. It just blows me away. And the only thing I got is that there's a part of a person who's ready to hear this right now. That's why it's time. Something's afoot. So... If there's a part of, of a person who who says, oh yeah, that's a weird exercise. I don't want I don't want to circle my breasts and push push it across my torso down to my genitals. That's too weird. And I, and I'll go, you're right. It's totally weird. So what I'm doing is I'm actually validating the weirdness of it. And then what I'm doing is reminding them that you know do you have that feeling where you feel stuck, where you're just feeling like you're giving too much, or you just don't feel like you have enough, and you you keep seeking the outside. 
validation to have that. It's not coming. It's not getting to that level. The reason why is because there's a part of the quality of how I give to myself that only I can do. It's, and so what I would rather do is instead of have needs for other people to give to me, I'd rather come with fullness and have another person who's full and then co-create together instead of co-depend on each other. That's where this thing goes cosmic. That's where this thing goes supernova. That's, that's the juiciest part of life. And what I love that you were saying was you define the most spectacular version of diversity. That's diversity, diversity of, of, of like-hearted people. What an amazing concept right there to be able to explore things and see that there's other, there's other culture, there's other viewpoints, there's other ways, and people are, are inherently really good people. And if we don't have to like stay so closely comfortable in my bubble and I expand that out, this is Tantra, by the way, then all of a sudden it becomes something that's like really, really beautiful. You can be a Christian, you can be Jewish, you can be, have no spirituality and still explore Tantra. It's not going to push, like, like you have to. All it's trying to do is remind you, hey, there's a thing called you. Do you want to have a relationship with that? Because then you can have a relationship on so many other levels with people around you. That's why I love Tantra. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And kind of bringing it back to, you know, yeah. the, the main theme of the show. It's yes. like, this is what leads to incredible intimacy. That's right. This is what leads That's to, right. you know, and it's like, well, it's I way. <laughs> always joke with people, you know, where I'm like, you know, people come to me and they want a better sex life. And then I'm like, yeah. cool, we're going to do a ton of stuff that has nothing to do with sex. Perfect. Love that. And it's like, and this is the precursor. Yes. You know, there, yes. there are a handful of precursors to great sex. And I think, you know, and we're touching on quite a bit of them here. And, and one of the main ones that, that I believe is a deep connection with yourself, That's right. you know, and I also think connection with others, because I think people get into little bubbles where they rely solely on, on a partner to fulfill so much for them when they really need community. And so I've personally realized that my connection with other and my connection with spirit, and of course my connection with myself really impacts my ability to show up in my sex life and my intimacy, because it's the precursor to that. It's, it all comes back in a lot of ways to me and my fulfillment within myself, you know, and I think with Ooh. the fulfillment within myself, then, you know, more access to pleasure, et cetera. So it's You're offering it's, me something right now. This is amazing. Yeah. Because what I've just, I just went through like kind of, you know, thoughts in my mind here about those who are really having a, a happy exploratory of like sex life and those who are not. And what I just realized is friendships, community, and active nature with other human beings fosters healthier sex lives. Yeah. Totally. I believe so, that. So, so if I find people who are, are, are more in their challenge, you can probably find it in their life. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a snapshot of what's going on outside. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I've yeah. doubled down on that um, very That's recently with regards to like our retreats and our programs and things where at the very beginning, I'm like, you got to have a connection with yourself first and foremost, and tell me who your friends are. Yeah, and that's great. so many people, so many, I could do an entire episode, multiple episodes yeah. on this where like the majority of people said they don't have, they don't have that, that, that closeness yeah. or that connection. And I, you know, like the, it's so many women out of connection with other women, you know, and the, the sensuality, the sensuality and yeah. the sexuality outside of like the active sex that is available, the healing yeah. nature of it, that's available woman to woman. And then men as well, not having really high quality men to be able to reflect back to them, hold them accountable. Uh, and it's just, it's so special. I mean, my, my relationship transformed whenever we got really deep committed 
community around us. And I joke with my friends because I'm the I'm the designated sex chick uh, that I joke with them and I and I say, you know, the quality of your sex life and your relationship yeah. directly affects the quality of our friendship. Because the way that you're, you know, getting your needs met and you're feeling and you're flowing and you're feeling connected in your relationship and your intimacy and the sex and all of that, you're going to be better friends. So I get in there with them. Because you open and- up, you open up, you, you cause the armor to drop. Yeah. And there's much more available availability to things. Also, the second chakra, the sex center is also the creative and the emotional center. My emotions are jacked up. If my creativity is jacked up, my sex is going to get jacked up. All it takes is one of those to be clogged to cause the other ones to be affected. So emotionality, creativity, sexuality, they're combined. Mm. They move together. So if I'm creative, I'm going to get out of pickles easier. I'm going to be able to handle my life issues much more effectively. Okay. If I'm, if my emotions, if I'm in touch with my emotions, I have much more places to connect with the environment and the people around me. If my sex is moving, then I can integrate all that stuff. And so, so to me, that, that's where Tantra has like been sharing this for a long time. And that's why Tantra has the sex bit to it and why it's a spiritual wisdom that includes sexuality because it can't deny this issue. And by the way, if you want to control society, control female sexuality, you got the whole society at that point. And Tantra's known this for a very long time. And so in the 60s, when the pill came out, Tantra revealed itself again because otherwise it was really you know, quite esoterically hidden. And once women started to be able to have sexuality without that fear of being pregnant again, because it used to be that way because people were in touch with their bodies, you know, we got busy. When the pill came around, all of a sudden people started to have an experience of being able to move their sexuality again without the fear of every time having this concept of being pregnant or impregnated. And so that's when things started to happen when Tantra came out again. What I love to share about this is that our sexuality is the way out of a lot of the atrocities that happen in society. Our sex actually carries the key to open up kinder, gentler, and actually activated relationships with this world. Our sex is right there, sitting there, waiting. But if we're all, if it's all jammed up with all the crap of pain and sadness and longing and romantic love that's unhealthy, all these other kinds of things, then sex is the first thing that's going to shut down. So I so, so, so thank you for being willing to do what you do and to keep inviting people to more. It's so incredible. We're in it together, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) We need it. We need each other, you know? Yeah. I like to think that I, um, I walk around with the megaphone or the microphone, so to speak, you know, and I have this fortunate opportunity to, to meet people like you and meet people who are in the space that deserve the mic, you know, and I'm just loud enough. (laughs) I'm loud enough. People are interested in me for some reason. And so I like to, I like to be able to introduce them to much more of what's possible and available. So, you know, I like to think that I, I know like a little to a medium size amount of a lot of things when it comes to sex education, sexual exploration, healing, personal development and all that. But I like to introduce them to the people. So it's like, I give the people the taste. And then if they like really like that flavor, then it's like, okay, here, they're serving this Kool-Aid nonstop over here. I'll bridge you over. Here's your Tantra land. Here's your kinky land. Here's, you know, your whatever whatever the healing modality is, like, go for it, jump right on in. So happy to be a bridge for a lot of Tantra in the world, a lot of ways to explore Tantra. What I'll share with people as they, as they, if they are interested in this, they want to go forward is that 
it's important to know what access do you want to take? Because a lot of Tantra is, is just really out there. And a lot of it's like so quiet. It's like, what does that mean? Because it can be you sitting on top of a mountain meditating or you being in a room with 13 other people fucking around like that. That is like those are all possible. And it's still called Tantra. So the question is, where are you in that journey? Where do you want to access in? So a lot of people are like, well, I'm not polyamorous, so I can't do Tantra. It's like, that has nothing to do with this. Nothing to do with this. Well, I'm not spiritual. It's okay. You don't have to be spiritual. Well, you know, I'm not new agey. It's cool. You don't have to be new agey either. That's none of that's necessary. That's all the modern junk that gets involved with it. It's not what it's about. It's about you knowing yourself and you sharing yourself with others. That's it. That's it. That's all it is. <laughs> Everyone can do this. And by the way, it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> because you might actually find yourself and you might realize yeah. that you've been living a costumed life and all of a sudden you don't want to do that anymore. And that's how it was for me looking in a mirror in 1999 going, what am I doing? And I'm looking at myself in the mirror. Why am I getting ready to go to that job? I don't want to be in anymore. And I'm looking over at that bed with that woman in it going, what am I doing with her? It's not that she's a lovely person, but what are we doing together? We're so bored. Why am I going to go down in this stupid house that I live in to go in that stupid car? I don't want anymore. I don't want this anymore. This is not, this is making everyone else happy right now. And Tantra slid in and it grabbed me and it took me on a ride. And it was complicated because I had to make a lot of adjustments to get back to myself. And I lost some people along the way, but I gained so many more because what happened was I found the right people to come in my world. I had to clean myself up. I'm the one that took myself on the wackadoodle journey to people pleasing and then all that that's where my sex was sitting it was sitting in some weird place that's why i was interested in tantras i wanted to have better sex it wasn't that i needed to have better sex i needed to have correct sex that was right for me that's all i came home no healing was necessary i just needed to make the adjustments to expand back to where is my pace my life and that's that's the invitation that tantra has to offer so as you start to explore this if you want more, just find people that are resonating with you because that's what it's all about. It's about attunement and, and staying in your pace. So if someone's saying things that are like, whoa, that's way, 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 way far away from it. That's not your teacher. It doesn't mean Tantra is still not a wisdom for you. It just means that that's not your teacher. So I know that I'm not everyone's teacher. I'm okay with that. But if you are, <laughs> some of the people who are listening, if they're like, you know what? I could get down with this fella. You know, because I think that you have a way of describing these things and being with these things that for a lot of people, especially for our audience, yeah. um, that you feel real, you know, you're not yeah, like thanks. robed and right. with all the chains and the, I know I got this, I, if people are watching the video, I got to own behind, behind you. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like you're a normal guy. <laughs> and so at least by all accounts, like that's what yeah. you, yes. that's what you feel like. And that's what yes. you appear as, you know, like we have friends that are in the Tantra world and teach Tantra and have like two side shaved head and like the long That's hair right. across the side and like are constantly wearing complete right. cotton or bamboo, like Lucy items. Like and like, out of a festival every day. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And, and I'm like, you are not for my people. Like you're just, I want these concepts, the kind of people that, that I get down with, I want you to feel real and accessible and attainable. And so, you know, maybe, maybe for some people, this conversation was as far as they're really ready to go on their path for now. And maybe they'll revisit it later and maybe not at all. Who knows? And for yeah. some people, they might be ready to dip their toe in a little bit further. And so if they decide that they want to dip their toe in with you, where can they find you? TantraQuest.com. TantraQuest.com. And that's 
that's my website and there's ways to find me there. I'm at Tantra Quest and all the social medias out there. But um, if someone's really called to explore more, they're going to reach out. And the reason why is because it's time and I don't need to sell that stuff. And the coolest part about that is because we're all here having this experience. And that Tantra Quest is just the, is like is a reminder. It's just the beginning of the journey. That's what it is. And that's why I called it that. And so there's all kinds of ways to explore. There's session work, there's classes, there's even some online stuff. And I travel all over the world to, to do this work as well. In fact, I'll be coming to Austin. I'm not sure when this, this show drops, but I'll be in Austin May 17th through 21st to do a class. And that's listed up on Tantra Quest. And I'm just super, super down to help exactly what you just said. Look, my desire is to take ancient wisdom and make it contemporary. So I read Sanskrit and I go through all of the, the, the scriptures and all this kind of stuff. And I could be an asshole and speak Sanskrit to you. And I could be really, really, really like highbrow. And I could do all that kind of stuff. And people are like, why does he say not Tantra and not instead of Tantra? It's because the word's called Tantra. It's not Tantra. There's no, that's not a real word. Tantra is not real. Tantra <laughs> is a real word. So I'm not trying to be like all highbrow, like all English. And say, no, I'm just, I'm just saying that. But the point is, is that I can take those informations. This is what my guru offered me was like, you can take high, high information and distill it to a contemporary audience. So that's my jam. That's what I want to do. I want to make it funny. I don't want to make it contemporary and I want to make it available. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Sean, thank you so much for oh, coming onto the show and sharing your wisdom. That was a beautiful little ride we went on there. And and I'm I'm excited. You know, I wouldn't say that I have some of the challenges that I was describing earlier in the show that would be coupled with you know, the exercise that you described, but but I can see how that would feel really good and that would open up. And so that's you have my like, you have my wheels turning, you know, ways to bring even more presence and intentionality and depth, even in my sexual experiences with my husband, which we're, we're constantly looking at how do we how do we go even a little bit further and occasionally life happens and it's, you know, mostly maintenance sex and like, it's just cycles and seasons. Being and comfortable. So be uncomfortable yeah, more. Yeah. Please be uncomfortable more. Oh yeah. Go, we, go to things that are uncomfortable. And I'm not it. talking about just be weird. <laughs> Be weird. Sure. <laughs> Take your pussy and put it on his heart and fuck his heart. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Let him take his cock and put it on your third eye and rest it there. And and these are weird things. I'm telling you, it's weird until yeah. you do it. Yeah. Great. Get over great. those initial weirdnesses and something will happen. Great. great. You got it. So I'm <laughs> okay, going to have good. to play this last little bit for Jordan later. Um, <laughs> Be like, I'm going to put my, my vulva on your chest. That's Are you right. ready? <laughs> That's right. It just, Great. yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's do it. That's right. Um, right. So good. Sean, again, thank you so much. This yeah, is a pleasure. Welcome. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you extra, extra loved it, make sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see y'all next week.